November 2018, I sat in front of an interview panel competing for a job as an administrative assistant. It paid $14 an hour and required a degree. <laughs> With sweaty palms, a racing heart, and the knowledge that I was just one of many interviewing, I wondered, how could I stand out to be picked? After several interviews, I struggled to stand out from the herd, but I knew I knew I was a powerful asset to have and they just couldn't see it. I'm teachable, determined, and scrappy when I need to be, but I couldn't help them see that. One call to a friend changed everything when she said, why don't you work for clients online instead of in person? Something shifted in me and I started researching becoming a virtual assistant. I read articles, paid for courses to teach me how to launch and asked questions to others in the industry. And I learned this shit sounded stagnant. <laughs> Sure, they were virtual, but they were still embodying the corporate rigidity and mindset. And if I was gonna do this, I was gonna do it in an entirely different way. So I put on my blinders and launched a business without using any of the lessons, feedback, and guides I had in front of me. And within two weeks, I was fully built. Within one year, I was earning double the income I would've if I'd accepted a job offer from any of those interview panels. And then I started teaching others to do the same. Hi, I'm Lorelai Taylor. This podcast is where we candidly share our journeys. Mine as an initiator to an entirely different kind of virtual assistant business and Marcel's as an integrator who took my lessons and did it in her own way too. You get both of our perspectives in an unscripted, free-spirited, and joyful approach to launching, running, and up-leveling your own VA business. Let's go to the show. Hi guys. Today, Marcel and I have been talking about what it's been like working with clients to help them really get their message out there in a way that their viewers really get and are excited to sign up for, are excited to engage with. And so this episode is for anyone who is out there doing their thing, sharing the word, and for some reason, it's not quite landing with their with their audience. So if you want to increase your community engagement, if you want to build that no like, and trust factor, this is going to be the episode for you. Okay, if it feels like you've been consistently sharing, but people are not biting, here's what we've suggested to our clients to help bridge the gap between the viewer and the offer so it finally starts to make sense. And what we've noticed on this journey is that a lot of times people are looking for that connection, that moment that is like, yes, yes, they get me. They know where I'm at. They understand what I'm going through. They're the person I want to work with. And I'm suggesting the only way to get there is by being vulnerable and sharing your story. And I know that that sounds really simple and it is. <laughs> Sometimes we get so caught up in like all the things that everyone else is doing. And so we repeat what other people are doing and you're, that can work as long as the vulnerability and the storytelling is infused into it. Yeah, I agree. But I do think like when you're not somebody that is, open and talking about everything and anything <laughs> being vulnerable is pretty hard like if you're so, so used to just not sharing with a lot of people but like your core opening up yeah. to the world can be pretty I don't know it can that's stop an you. interesting perspective because I do feel like I'm like an open book people can be like what about this raunchy thing and I'm like I have advice I, I feel know, like I, don't I, care. <laughs> I am a very open person. I will talk about anything and everything. But 
online, I do kind of feel like I'm a little bit more pulled back mm. in a lot of ways. And I think it's because it, I get to a point where I'm just like, it's, it's not the world's business. I don't need everybody knowing everything. That's fair. So I, yeah. I, I actually feel like I struggle with this a little bit. Yeah, that's cool to hear because then we can offer two different perspectives with this. You know, I used to have a network marketing business and I quickly got into the top 1% of the company because I didn't have a problem sharing my story. Mm -hmm. And at the time, this was, so this is 2010. So at the time, there weren't many people sharing their stories. It was more highlight reel, like, look at this craft I did or the vacation we went on and like, nah, 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 and so great. And I think people were starting to wear out from it. So I started my journey at a time where I, I was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and there's something about being weird that stops people in that scroll and they go like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? I do feel like the more unique you can be on the internet, the more people stop and take notice. And, it, and that doesn't mean we have to be out there like dancing on TikTok or, I mean, that wouldn't even be weird That's at this point. That's not weird anymore. No, no. It's no. not weird anymore. <laughs> but, but like, I don't think people want to see the same thing over and over again. They want to see you. They want that connection. They want to know like, is this is this kind of like BFF energy? And without that, without that energy infused, you're talking at someone and not talking with them. And so we want to be, we want to figure out a way. How can I bridge this gap for them? So I found my way to whatever it is. I found my way. For us, we found our way into wildly successful virtual assistant businesses that were like far beyond what we ever thought could have happened. And so what we are bridging with our next level VA course is like, you don't have to do all the hard learning that we had to do. We're just going to give it to you. We're going to give you everything that we figured out along the way. And we bridge the gap that way. So that's what we offer with our course is, a, is just like, you don't have to make the mistakes. You don't have to go through the trial and error that we went through. Yeah. And so how do you share that with that with someone without saying, I didn't do it right the first time? <laughs> like by being vulnerable and saying, I messed it up. I did this wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think in our course, you're really good about that because you've had that experience where for me, my vulnerability in the course was just being so green and being, yeah. okay, I'm terrified to be live right now or I'm terrified to be on this training and and help with the training and and all of that so I think yeah a massive vulnerability from me in that aspect but as far as personal life like that I feel like that's a little trickier yeah I think it's okay to still keep personal life things close to the cuff this does not have to be like an expose tell all no. Or it can be, there can be a signature way of doing this. You know, early in my journey, I was watching something from Amanda Francis, the money queen. Mm -hmm. And she did, she had all these videos where she was training and training and training. She was going live. She was being interviewed by people. And someone had asked her like, how do you do it without getting nervous? And she's like, oh, I don't, I'm totally nervous. Like my heart is beating out of my chest. And if you looked at my armpits right now, they'd be damp. Like there's sweat stains right now. And I remember sitting there and being like, 
oh, like we're not as different as I thought. And in that moment, she went from being up on this pedestal to being a mentor that I felt like I could connect with. She still had authority. She still was something, someone I was looking up to to get information and an understanding from, but she just became more human. And that's the that's the transformation we're looking to get for them is how can they see us as someone who's just done that a little bit sooner? Yeah. Uh, I love storytelling. Well, yeah, because she just became touchable. She became relatable. And and yeah, I think that's, I mean, I definitely had sweaty pits when we were doing our stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we've gotten to a place where it's still pretty comfortable, but every time we start this, we're like, <sighs> yeah. every time we record one of these, we were like in here chatting and we're like, bah, 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 bah. I'm like, oh, we should be recording. We hit record and we're like, oh, okay. I don't know what to say right now. But then like once we get going, it flows back into our normal conversation. So <laughs> just hearing that, I hope that it helps relieve some pressure that it doesn't have to look perfect. Just because something looks easy doesn't mean it has always been easy for that person. And that's why we cannot judge like someone's middle of their journey with our beginning because we're always going to see the shortcomings in it. So it's right. just how can we grow today? So it's it's simple enough to say, hey, just tell your story. But what does that look like? And how can you decide what stories to tell when? And what if you're sitting there like, I'm literally just me and I go to bed and then I wake up and I, I go to bed again and I don't have stories to tell. I get it. <laughs> Our lives can seem un- <laughs> have stories. I could I could. I could tell you some stories. <laughs> that sounds like a dirt, but it's not like that. That's funny. So when you're sitting there thinking, I don't have any stories, what to do then? My suggestion is to create a story vault. And this is just something super simple, accessible. I like to have a shared note on my phone. And on the shared note, it's just like anytime something happens or I remember something or I'm talking to someone and they're like, we're the time. It just goes in the story vault and it's just like a title. It's just like, I have some weird stories. It's something to jog your brain. So when you're in the moment of coming yeah. out of content, you can pull from it. Yeah. So like one thing you guys may not know is that when I was 15, I took a Greyhound bus by myself and went across country from Erie, Pennsylvania to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, a 36 hour Greyhound bus ride at Ooh. 15 by myself. Oh, to go to my boyfriend's basic training graduation. And when I get there, when I get there, the Greyhound bus pulls up and the drill sergeants come on and they start screaming, do you have a to get off this bus? And I'm like, no, sir, no, sir, I don't know. And then they lined us up and they're screaming in our face. I'm getting spit on my face. And I'm like, like, what do I, I kept like trying to put my finger up just to be like, can I talk now? And he did not like that. He did not like it. He was like, finger. I'm like, and he finally let me speak because I was so annoying. And I was like, I'm just here to see my boyfriend's graduation. And he like his whole like drill sergeant facade dropped. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Come into the office. And they like ushered me around. They got my boyfriend for me. And they like so apologetic. But in this time, they're screaming at me. The Greyhound bus left with all my things. Oh, no. 
So here I am, 15, trying to get a hotel room. I go to his graduation in a hoodie and jeans because I don't have anything else. Like, okay, yeah, there's the story. And so I can use that story, which is weird. And like, I can't, I don't know anyone else who has one like that. I actually have something similar, not quite to your level, but what? similar. <laughs> I'll share, you can But take. I can use that story to tell people about like how, how I'm willing to do the daring thing that is weird. It's weird. Yeah. I'm willing to just throw myself out there and see what happens and pivot and pivot and pivot and pivot along. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to do it. I'm not, I'm not afraid. Yeah. I sometimes I am. But I'm just saying, usually when I feel that fear, I'm like, okay, is this fear helping me or hurting me? You know? Yeah. So that simple story is in my vaults. And then when I want to talk to people about feeling the fear and deciding whether or not it's in your favor or working against you, I have that story to lean on. And that's just one example. That's fantastic. (laughs) I mean, that's a crazy, like to be living that would be a little intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To take it a step further, I took my mom's duffel bag and there was a Derringer, a tiny little handgun in it that I didn't know until I got home. And I just went on a military base with it. So whoops. (laughs) Whoops. That's funny. Oh my gosh. When I was 18, I was still in high school. It was my senior year. And actually I might've been 17. Doesn't matter. 17 or 18. And I drove down to North Carolina to visit my boyfriend, husband now, but both of them both of said boyfriends are husbands yeah. because he was at Camp Lejeune and I drove down there to see him and that's just it was like a what, 13 hour drive maybe 12 wow, that's a know. lot for that age but for never leaving Erie like, I had never gone outside of Erie so I drove myself down there and that was with like the paper map I had like the massive yes atlas we're, we're really sharing our age here yeah, there was no gps uh, yeah and no so, co-pilot to be like turn here go there you're just like driving and like huh? yeah i mean the ride down was fine there was a couple moments where i was like crap i missed that exit like try and like mm-hmm. you know get back to where i was <laughs> fix that mm-hmm. and but i was actually on my way home from visiting him and I got in an accident because you know like all of a sudden you'll get those massive downpours of rain and you can't see in front of you and I was on the highway where I needed to be turning to get on to I think I had to I don't know if I had to go west or east on 40 didn't matter but I turned the opposite so I started going back down to Wilmington instead of across the entire state so I could go back up (laughs) to our home So I'm going down to Wilmington. I had no idea I was doing this. Just all of a sudden I hit like a town and like the rain finally went away. I hit this town. We're all kind of starting to slow down to come to a stop for the light. But then the light changed. So everybody's going and the person at the very front stalled out. So everybody just domino effect hit each other. I had no idea where I was. The person I hit was a lady probably in her 40s or 50s. She's all upset, crying. Mm. And I'm like, young, get out of the car. And I'm like, okay, I'm finding myself consoling her, who I found out lives there. (laughs) She knew exactly where she was. One needed consoled, it was you. Yeah, I'm consoling her. The police come and 
I, they're like trying to talk to us and, and everything. And I finally just stopped the police from talking. And I said, can you just tell me where I am? It's all I want to know right now. Please just tell me where I'm at. And so he told me, I'm like, okay, really? (laughs) I came to myself, like, wait a second. I know where Wilmington is because that's pretty darn close to the base. Why am I there? (laughs) It's all like processing, like, you know. Anyways, I had to trust the police officer that said, these guys are good, who is going to tow my vehicle to Sneed's outside the base basically Camp Lejeune anyways told me tow my vehicle there and they were gonna give me a ride so I had to trust these two guys this police officer that said they're legit good people <laughs> I hopped in their vehicle with them rode 45 minutes or however no. you're just <laughs> 17 18 year old trustworthy myself yeah yeah I mean and so it was just I think it, it was cool because in the moment I found that I was okay under pressure and that I could handle Ooh. things and still console somebody <laughs> that needed. Wow. Good- and that's, that's the hook right there is yeah. that you're good under pressure Yeah, and you're the person to console even when, or to console others, yeah. even when you probably need it yourself. <laughs> oh, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. That is such a good story. And we all have these, like, yes, it seems like our our lives are like day in, day out. There's a little bit of similarity, but there's so much dynamic things that we forget about. And that's why I suggest reaching out to your friends, your family, the people that you've worked for or worked with for all of it, cohorts from when you went to school or whatever, and just say like, what are some some good stories you have about me? It could be a really cool social media post to just post that and see what happens. Yeah. You'll get some people be like, oh, send this one in DMs. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, fill out your, your, your story vault of all the things that have happened. And then next time you go to post to share something about your business, lean on that story vault. And and this is also relevant for those of you that are assisting businesses, because when they're going through this low, when their customers aren't engaging with them to the point that they would like, offer the story vault idea to them. Our gift to you, increase your offering with your clients by helping them really break down where their stories are. Now, my story vault doesn't have the stories in it. It's just a list. It's just like boop, 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 little titles, something that can jog my memory and I immediately know what it is. And then from there, I write the story based on on what it is I'm talking about and what results I want from them in the end. So the same story can be said a few different ways. When you're deciding what story to say or what parts of the story to share, you kind of need to work backwards because you need to figure mm. out what do they need to hear? What are yes. you wanting them to get out of this? And then go back to the story or the story vault and pick from there. So yeah, story vault just gives you this nice list of things to jog your memory and pick from based off what you want the end result to be. Yes, great point. So we're going to add some questions and thoughts into the show notes for you guys questions to ask yourself but like just like marcel said the first one is refer to the story vault before posting what do they need to hear what haven't you talked about in a while and what's another detail to that story that they might find interesting 
So sometimes we're like, I've said this, I've spoke this, everyone's heard it. But is that true? Because I know that when I post something, there's like, I don't know, 5% of my audience gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Some people aren't online that day. <laughs> But also, like, what is a way that you haven't talked about it? What is a feeling you had in that moment that you didn't really dive into? Like, talking about our stories, where's the the fear that we felt that we overcame and how? Mm -hmm. And what was it that gave us the courage to do something that not many other people would do? I'm going to call it love. <laughs> love makes us do crazy things. And we both ended up marrying said boyfriends, so... Right. <laughs> but what's another detail they might find interesting and that could bridge the gap for them? Mm -hmm. What are they going through? And have I been through anything like this? When you see your, your ideal customer sharing on social media and say, say you're like a weight loss coach and you see them talking about like, hey, do you guys have any like low sugar recipes? I can say to you like, my audience is struggling with a sugar addiction. Have I ever struggled with a sugar addiction? And then you get to share a story that you already see your audience is struggling with. That's just one little example of how you could do this. Where are they at in their journey that you've been through before and what helped you break through it? I have a feeling that you are a wealth of nuggets of experience of like, of stories that are inspiring to someone that is in it right now. Yeah. Ooh, I just got goosebumps all over my body because what, what are you going through right now that someone else can bridge the gap? And even this episode is, is an example of it because we're saying like, hey, we've struggled with lack of community engagement and sure. we pivoted and switched to a podcast. And that's another thing is sometimes we're forcing ourselves to share in a medium that doesn't feel true to us. So when Marcel and I were trying to really focus on consistently posting posts and reels and stories and things like that, we found ourselves really struggling through it, struggling through keeping it consistent because our energy and our excitement wasn't there. Yeah. And the moment we switched over to doing it as a podcast to just popping on here and sharing what, with our words and our thoughts and our palpable energy, I don't know about you, Marcel, but the life came back into me for this business. Yeah, it felt easy, yeah. felt cozy and comfortable. And definitely, I like, I think Instagram, we were fighting to push through and, and do the things. And I just feel like this doesn't feel like that. And it is so nice. Yes. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Even though I'm not, still not super comfortable. <laughs> I, Aww. Still think this is so I'm way more comfortable doing this than I am Instagram. <laughs> right? So where can you tell your story in a place that you feel excited and energized to share it? Because I'm telling you, the words you guys are hearing from us now are in a very different energy than if we were just writing a post and be like, here's here's three quick tips to increasing your community engagement. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, we just love to invite you guys into our weekly meetings where we just Honestly, we spent a lot of time chatting and then like, hey, what what about what we're talking about will be relevant <laughs> to our audience? But that's how this came up. We were chatting about this and it was like, oh wait, we should be sharing this. So yeah. Let's let's, let's record. Let's. 
Next one is what customer or client have you assisted that you can share about without any descriptors? So if you are someone that is in a service-based industry or even like products, if your customer has products, there can be stories about like how that came to be and, and what it matters to them. But you can share these stories without descriptors. You can say, you can change the name or you can just say like a client I've had in the past, this is what happened. If it feels better to you, you can reach out and send them the story and say like, hey, I want to share that. Is this okay? If that makes you feel more comfortable, absolutely. If as you're typing it, you're like, no, I feel great about this. Share it. Yeah. I feel like your intuition is going to guide you really well there. And then also in that process, maybe they're going to be like, you know what? You can use my name. I'll actually happily tell people that this was me. I'll happily share my story. That might be a good opportunity for customers, clients, people in your community to share their story, which is like a built-in testimonial. And testimonials are the lifeblood of business, I believe. This is where it's like saying, no, like this has actually worked for someone else. Someone else is like, their lives are changed because of this. And that's the stuff, I don't know. I like shopping on Amazon versus walking into a store sometimes because I can read all the people say like, this broke immediately or I've had it for three years and it's still trucking along. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like sometimes those reviews is what makes me move forward with the product or go look somewhere else. And I think mm -hmm. especially in the world right now, reviews, testimonials is, is what's going to really next level your, your offer. Yeah. Save every testimonial you get. So you can even add these to the story note if you want. My suggestion, and I am a titling queen, a labeling queen. Like I, every client I work with, I'm like, we're going to label it so we can find it. <laughs> <laughs> So my suggestion with saving a um, screenshot of a testimony, I'm going to go off on a little rant here, is to save it as a screenshot with no descriptor in it and then label it with their name and the date and the program if necessary. For the clients I have where we have multiple programs, we have their folders broken down. So it's like the name of the program and then all the testimonials within that. But name of the person's going to save you so much because down the line, you might want to be like, hey, you had sent this before and I want to check in and see how you're doing. And also, can I share this publicly? All good things. Testimonials are the storytelling of your clients. So that's how we tie that in. <laughs> well, that's all we have for you guys today. I encourage you to set up some kind of story vault for yourself. When you do, let us know, DM us at your VA lab or tag us in your story. We want to see what's happening. Oh my gosh. We just love seeing what you guys are doing. And we are so so grateful that you're here hanging out with us on the podcast. If you want to take a moment and let us know what you think, that would just make us feel all warm and comfy. <laughs> Leave us a review and we'll see you on the next one. Bye guys. Bye. Make sure you follow the show to get notified when new episodes drop. And if you're ready to learn more about launching your own virtual assistant business, check the show notes for info on how you can launch quickly and easily with your VA lab. We're so glad you're here.